If you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, if we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give us a five-star review on this podcast. Leave us a comment if you like, but that helps our viewership ranking. Peace. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Mary Every Podcast, a New Year's episode, Shira. This is the first official New Year's episode with both of us. How are you doing? Yes, I'm very excited about that. Yes. I know that you did the quick cast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this past week. Yes. And I think the week prior, we might have done like some throwback episodes, yep. but I'm really happy um, to be recording today with you. Yes, I'm um, excited, Shire. W- look, one of the main reasons, you know, I'm always talking about the weather for some reason. Oh, Lord, let's is talk this, about it. We, you know, we're in California, and I think that our weather has made national news because of all of the flooding. Yes. Um, that's been going on, and we've just been getting incredible rain and power outages. Like, our power was out last night, so glad that things are working and functional today, but we definitely feel for others that are experiencing similar challenges and yes. especially in other parts of the country Absolutely. you know it's it's even worse man you're so right shire i mean the power outages alone are extremely frustrating because like you know you got food in the fridge it's, it's uncomfortable you know how it is we're so used to technology now there's no internet there's no cell phone towers i mean it's just terrible but aside from that like how you said the the home damage and you know just all the damage caused by floods and and bad weather it's crazy shy and so that's a pretty actually a good great segue because we're going to be talking about um the housing market kind of what ceo redfin ceo predicts in regards to real estate going forward we like to do these like real estate kind of projections to start the year i've noticed we have a trend that's going back to 2020 um but as far as weather shire that kind of ties into what i wanted to start this podcast off as i told you i was gonna throw you a curveball okay that is a curveball go ahead yeah (laughs) let's let's and i touched on a little bit but i love when you're involved let's kind of talk about real estate for us for 2022 like what, what what did you what were your thoughts on it um what is your current outlook on real estate as a mom and pop investor? And 
the repairs we had to make this year and i think it's caused by extreme weather mm-hmm. um but just overall shire what was your 2022 kind of overview on re- being a real estate investor i think people want to know are you guys still doing it i mean what, what, what's going on with it you know yes. so if you could give a brief thought uh how do you think it went last year for you I think last year uh, was a challenging year um, Mm -hmm. just because of the number of repairs and maintenance um, that that was required. And we also made the decision to discontinue uh, the lease on one of our tenants. Yep, sure did. Um, So that that was actually a really hard decision uh, to make. So let's let's talk about two pieces so the first is the maintenance and repairs so one of the things that i'm learning as we become experienced investors is that sometimes when you purchase an older home there will be more repairs right so and that just comes with age and it costs money to upkeep uh the properties right um and then also weather and i know that some people don't believe in global warming. I don't care what you call it, but right. this weather has been um, has been a doozy. Come and I now. think it it called for that the summers were hot, the winters were cold, yes. and so a lot of people were running, um, you know, air conditioning units. And we had to we had to replace an entire unit. Mm-hmm. We had to make repairs to another unit. Yes, a number and, of little ticket, you know, ACDs. Uh, checkup needs a recharge right a lot of those this year man right and um the other thing is we had to replace an entire roof at on one of the properties and so so you know when you have those type of expenses it does really uh chip away into into your profit of course you're putting money aside but when you just have a, a lot of things happening at one time it's like oh lord yeah um so you know so that you know, you learn, you grow, and yes. it's normal. And it is actual normal part, you know, of the business. Yes. And it's like, okay, once you repair a roof, you shouldn't have to repair that same right. roof for quite a while. Right. So it's just like, okay, that's something I don't have to worry about for that particular home again. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I think was difficult was making a decision to discontinue a lease. Oh, that was difficult for and you? And that is something that I... I never want to do. If a person wants to continue to be a renter, then right. I want to do, you know, everything in my power to make sure that that person continues to live there. Yeah. You know, that they are making it their home. They're having family experiences there, inviting others there. And if they want to be there, then I want them there. Right. But we have been having uh, a lot of difficulties with this tenant for well over a year. Yeah. With le- with rent being consistently late, consistently late, in many cases partial payment of the rent, mm-hmm. and um, what else? We were looking. I at- think that was mainly yep. the biggest problem. And oh, this is what I was going to say. When it came to November and December each year, we knew they were not going to pay. Mm-hmm. And it's like they were taking the money and maybe buying gifts or I'm not sure. But it was pretty consistent that when it was around the holiday time that we were just not paid or we were paid, you know, two to three weeks after the due date. And of course, when, you know, there's late fees, which is $60 or, you know, something that's, you know, reasonable, I would say. 
Um, but when you have a, a mortgage, you are still responsible for that, for that payment, you know, for that payment. And right. fortunately, you know, this tenant was in the house that we own free and clear, Yeah. you know, but at the same time, it's still, you know, it's and then, and the other frustrating part, and now I feel like I'm just really airing my grievances, but this is reality of, you know, if anyone's thinking about going into real estate, you might as well just be honest and, mm-hmm. you know, let folks know how it really is, is that this tenant, even though she was late, he or she, yep. I'll just say that they never provided an explanation. No, you know, it, you know, it would be different if, you know, the person had lost a job or they were going through mm-hmm. a financial hardship. Like, we would totally empathize with that. Yeah. But, you know, our um, property manager would reach out to this individual multiple times. They were unresponsive, Nothing. you know, and here we are now. They were notified that the lease would be uh, discontinued. They were notified in, I think, November. And now here we are in January, they are out and they left the house a mess. They trashed, they trashed our house. Told up. Yeah. (sighs) It's a lot of frustration. (laughs) Happy new year. Right. (laughs) I think another one, Shire, was that like on our first two houses, they have been rented out since like 2018, Mm -hmm. you know, 2019 around there. Right. So those homes, you know the rent has changed drastically since then, right? You talking about nationwide? The, the rent, yeah, nationwide. Yeah, yeah. Has, has gone up. So trying to increase the rent to reflect the current market, but not trying to break them is always tough too. You know because it's just like you feel kind of bad, but it's like yo, uh, the rents have increased on that house like you know so much. It's yeah, just like I think this is trying something to creep that, it up, baby step it yeah. up. But with this lady, we were, it's kind of a relief for me, Shire, because it's like now we can just go ahead and just set the rent at the current market rate. And yeah. Just be done with it. Yeah. So what you're, well, for this example, she, the rent was a lot under market value, mm-hmm. we would say. Yes. And so it's like you're already kind of getting a deal and you really, I mean, I don't know what that person's, uh, maybe they have other options or I, I have no, yeah, I, yeah. I have you're no not gonna idea. Find some, you're not going to find a like home for that for that that price point yeah Yeah, i i agree with that so i think that is probably the bright spot just you know working with our property manager to get the repairs done that are needed and have the house deep cleaned and Mm -hmm. you know some rooms need to be painted but that's kind of to be expected especially when you're renting to families that you're going to have to paint and maybe replace carpet in rooms right um but now it's an opportunity for us to get you know, fair market rent or, you know, the going rate for what rent is. Right. And so that is something I'm excited for. Um, well, you know, I got to well. go here. So I wasn't going to go here, man. We're we going to get to this article, but we also flirted or as many of you know, um, as I've said before, many um, property managers also are real estate agents as well. So we got a chance to kind of flirt with the idea of, did you did you did you all want to sell this house? You know? Right. So I was like, well, how much could we get for it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a good that was an interesting thing to see what it can go for. And yeah. How much is his increase since you know? Yeah. We bought it. It so. has definitely been a good investment. Yeah. When you start hearing, okay, this is what your property is worth now. Yeah. And then you know what you paid for it, and and knowing that 
you know, prices are, are not even at its highest, but this is what you can get for it now. So we've, I've, I mean, I'm happy with that yeah. decision. I'm happy that we made that an investment yeah, for, for sure. sure. Well, one thing we didn't get into Shire was the fact that for 2022, it was really hard to continue and buy up a bunch of homes because of the way we buy, yes. which is um, conventional loans and how high interest was. Yes. So that definitely affected us as mom and pop investors for 2022 and probably 2023, at least until the interest rates kind of level off a bit. Right. So, and I can I just say yeah, that like yeah. when you're going into investing, like you have to it has to make sense financially. Yes. And the way that the interest rates had increased so much, it didn't make sense financially. And I think on one podcast we talked about that we walked away from yeah, a house sure because did. the interest rates went up. And then not only did the interest rates increase, but the bank said instead of the traditional 20% that they actually wanted 25% down. And I'm just like, okay, this math is not mathing. Right. <laughs> So knowing when to walk away is important, and we definitely experienced that also in 2022. But Shire, let's talk about going forward. You mm-hmm. know? Maybe the listeners like, man, I appreciate all that, y'all, but y'all, I still want to do this. Like, I still want to be an investor. Uh, this is still my goal for the next year. So let's talk about projections. So the red friend, redfin.com, if you're familiar with that website, it's kind of like a, you know, home listing website. The CEO predicts terrible consolidation in the real estate sector, but says it will ultimately be good for the industry. Let's talk about this. Shall we? Let's get this dig on this article. Did you want to go ahead and? Yeah. So initially I was like, what do you mean a terrible mean? consolidation? Right. And then the article kind of gives an overview of different sectors of real estate. Um, and so, I mean, some good points were made. So we can kind of go through it if you'd like. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So it says the real estate sector is in crisis amid the housing downturn. Expect more pain to come before things start to normalize. When housing chief says there's going to be a terrible consolidation. Glenn Kelman, CEO of real estate brokerage Redfin, told Market Watch in a recent episode of Barron's Live. Mm. Um, but he added a caveat. And the caveat um, is, I do think it'll be good for the industry. Um, So during the pandemic years of 2020 and 2021, many Americans jumped into the real estate industry, Kelman recounted. So many that we had more real estate agents than listings by 2021. Um, At this point, there are about a million and a half realtors trying to sell roughly over 5 million homes, meaning that they're only doing five or six deals a year, which isn't a productive, fulfilling life, Kelman said. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I I think we might have even talked about that as well, because there are a lot of people that said, wow, these houses are going for these astronomical uh, Mm -hmm. amounts. The rates were low. I'm going to become a real estate in, um, a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. I know a few friends that jumped into the real estate agent market during this time period. I shoot. I was taking my exams, thinking I'm gonna get get up in this thing too. But it was lit. Um, and I think we also did a video about how, the, like, like they're saying here, there were just not enough homes for agents. Right. I mean, that's how you make your money. You from the sale of transactions of homes. Like, and if you're not doing enough transactions, you're really not gonna be 
like this says really feeling good about what what you're doing right (laughs) and so it's it sounds like since there was more realtors than homes now there's you know five or six homes per realtor that you know that is probably cooling off which is probably good overall um and i mean imagine a lot of the real estate agents that were just doing that on the side because a lot of people just kind of do it on the side so yeah yeah, so it says that some of the excess capacity in the sector has been released. Mm-hmm. And in uh, 2022, Redfin went through layoffs twice. Responding to market conditions, Compass, another brokerage, announced a third round of layoffs on Thursday to reduce expenses. Um, here's a quote. It says, I hope the industry is close to becoming right size and that things can get better from here. Kelman said on Wednesday, I don't think that that has happened yet. End quote. Man. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about layoffs. There's yep. been a lot of layoffs in the tech industry mm-hmm. and and obviously um, when it comes industry. to, yeah, real the real estate industry as well. I mean, when market, uh, excuse me, when interest rates increase, then things kind of come to a standstill yes. and that has economic impacts when it comes to employment. Yep. First thing businesses do is, is cut their bottom line by laying off. So, and late between layoffs and marketing, that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. No need to market if ain't nobody buying it anyway. You know what I mean? Uh, Marcus. I mean, <laughs> that's their thought process, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate though. Okay. So here's uh, the mark, uh, excuse me, the article kind of takes a turn and it says, uh, quote, it's a, it's just a roommate generation now. Mm. Um, but for many Americans, high housing prices and mortgage rates make home ownership unaffordable. The Redfin chief executive sympathized with younger Americans priced out of the market. Quote, it's just a roommate generation now where people are staying with their parents, living in the basement, or just shacking up with friends longer because home prices and rents have gotten so far out of hand. Let's pause there for a quick second, Shire, because uh, I feel like, and we've touched on this before, but other, other cultures been on this. You know what I mean, and not been as on a, a roommate. Been on the roommate, roommate. Been on the co the the the, the co living. Co living multi family situation. I feel like we might need to tap into this more in our community. There's nothing shameful about hey man, we pulling our money together to stay here until things change in the market. You know what I mean? I um, think that could be a nice move. Now I, I know okay. like the the if you like a young man. And you're, you're rooming, rooming up with a, a bunch of other young men. I know, like, the ladies might think, nah, that's kind of whack or whatever. So I'm not necessarily talking about that, but, like, just the whole family situation. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Uh, but for a period say, of time. But it didn't say that, though. What says a roommate generation? Yeah, it says a roommate generation. People staying with parents. Kids well, maybe should stay with, with parents. parents. Yeah. But it's not, um... It's not like intentional. Like this is yes. my goal is to live with with my parents. Right. It's out of necessity. Okay. And I don't know. You know, maybe cultures have done it out of necessity, and then it becomes part of the tradition of their culture. Um, you know, I I don't know. Yeah. But you I'm know, just saying it, it might not be such a bad thing. But no, I don't think it is a bad thing. Yeah. I you know. But, but for as long as it's not uh, permanent. Well, the, but they do it permanently, sweetie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I ain't with that. <laughs> uh, but you know, but it can work. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it maybe you do it out of necessity, and mm-hmm. then it becomes you know part of your tradition, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. I think you make a good point, though. Yeah, 
Well, let's talk about this, Shire, because this article goes on to say there has been some relief uh, for those renters, right? People who are, you know, co-living with others. It says rents dropped for the fourth month in a row in December. Apartment list said in its monthly national uh, rent report on Wednesday. Rents decreased in December in 90 of the nation's largest 100 cities. The report stated which uh, price uh, with prices down 3% month over month. So we're definitely seeing that uh, even when I went to talk with our property manager Shire and discuss what we set the new rent at. Mm-hmm. She said rents have slowed a little. Mm-hmm. Now we never increased it during the big increase. But she said since that increased, it's backed off a tad. But it's still much higher for us than than, than the rent was. But, yeah, yeah, it's backed down a little bit, which I think is kind of makes sense. Right. And another thing that this article mentions is that um, some folks that were considering selling their homes mm-hmm. have decided not to sell just because the interest rates have made it difficult for folks to sell right now and so they're deciding to rent out those homes which are you know which increases you know the number of units that are for rent and so that that supply and demand factor plays a role as well which has also probably contributed to lower rents yes so uh, the next uh, part that Arthur talks about is investors yes investors still on the prowl for deals Mm. Then we say, oh, that's right. we say, well, I was going to say not me, but then you yeah, said that's we, right. <laughs> we kind of laid off a little bit, but you know, usually our normal mode is to always be looking, but we, we definitely have dialed it back uh, some. Yeah. Um, so it says investor buying was a big topic of conversation during the pandemic as many prospective buyers got beat out by companies and landlords with big pockets. Mm. Kelman said that investors are still on the prowl and are scouring disaster zones for deals. Like vultures. Yes. So it says in 2021, investors bought 24% of all single family homes sold nationwide. A Pew Trust report said last year. I almost want to read that again because. Let's read that again, sure. So in 2021, investors bought 24% of all single family homes sold nationwide. So that's nearly one in four. I mean, so there's four homes that are for sale. One of those homes, you know, was bought by an investor and not like a family that was going to use it as their primary residence. So that was, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get out there. Somebody's buying these up. Will it be you? Um, uh, Kelman said that some out-of-town investors today are tracking damaged homes, such as in Florida, mm-hmm. to find deals. Uh, when he recently visited a local office in Florida, Kelman said Redfin employees in affected areas by Hurricane Ian told him that investors were calling as the hurricane made landfall. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we know a thing or two about uh, out-of-state investing. And, yeah, I mean, people want to invest where the market is good you know what i mean and florida florida's on the way down you know I've, I've always heard people say like florida man they got you know has a good market for investors or whatever so yeah i mean this is not really a surprise but, i mean uh, it sounds very opportunistic very because opportunistic. there's a lot of folks whose houses are going to need repairs yeah 
And, you know, if you're not able to make those repairs, then you might consider selling. Selling at a discount. Yep. And, um, you know, it's kind of unfortunate for those families. Yeah. But, you know, the type of investors that we're, we're calling, I would imagine, would be cash investors. Cash investors. Who are, you know, ready to come in. And, Wholesalers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Yep. Okay. This is just what's happening. We're just we're just reading an article. Yes. Okay. Um, so it says, even as regular residents of Florida are calling us almost in tears because they're standing on their second floor balcony and they're up to their knees in water, there's another group of people coming from all over the world who see this as an investment opportunity, mm. end quote. So, sorry, we're not even talking about out-of-state investing. We're talking about out-of-the-country investing well, at this point. Well, I mean, right? they used to said out-of-town, so. Well, Go ahead, Shire. Let's talk about what Canada's doing to stop folks from all over the country. Yeah, this is really interesting. And I wonder if this is something the U.S. should consider as well. Mm -hmm. But the same article goes on to talk about Canada. It says Canada banning foreign homebuyers was a bold move. So in response to investors buying frenzy, Canada, which is also dealing with an unaffordable housing market, decided to take a hard stance. Um, at the start of 2023, the Canadian government enacted a ban on foreigners buying homes in Canada for two years. Mm. The law provides exceptions for purchases made by immigrants and permanent residents of Canada. Okay. Um, so what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that that makes sense, man. When you're in a tough time like this and you're trying to get a handle on the market, Essentially, when you're trying to bring the prices of homes down to make homes more affordable in mass, you, what you don't want is an outside entity with bigger with fat pockets continuing to buy because what that says to the market is there's still there's still transactions going on. Keep these prices up. Hey, we lit. The only way to bring prices down is through uh, low transactions. And so what the Canadians wanted to do here was. We didn't want to inflate the numbers by just letting anyone from the outside who sees this as opportunity get in on it and keep the transactions high. You know, we wanted to have a real the numbers to have a real reflection of where we are so that the home prices can can slowly drop. So I get that. I think that's a good uh, measure to take. And, you know, I hear many foreign countries, China uh, or many businesses in, you know, other countries that come and buy mad home sorry you know and that can't be good for the numbers it can't be good for the numbers well it's not good for people there we go you know what i'm saying so like um you know we talk about the american dream come on shire and a part of the american dream is home ownership and so that opportunity i think should be extended to the folks who actually live in that country yeah Yeah. um but Say, There's yeah. no buts. That's kind of what I think. And I, you know what it made me think of? It made me think of uh, when we had our condo and remember the tenant that was living next to us moved out. And then the owner, you know, a new owner yes. came in and the owner didn't speak any English. And they were talking to you through their cell phone, asking you questions about the person that had previously lived there. Yep. Almost as if they were from another country. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they did kind of seem like they had just they were just flew. They did in. say yeah, like they had just overseas type right. vibes. Yeah, yeah, right. And you know, we live in a very diverse um, area, but it's rare to find someone who just cannot who speak. cannot speak yeah, yeah. English. Just kind of in our area. Yeah. So 
you know, I think yeah. the uh, investors coming from other countries, I think, is big, and I think that it is something that. That, you know, needs a little bit more awareness. Yeah, it says while the United States frets over shortage in supply of homes available for eager buyers, Canada just said, screw it. Uh, They pulled the cord, Kelman said. So, yeah, I mean, this is interesting stuff. This is interesting stuff. So, what, let's see, let's see, let's kind of finish it off here. It says, and now the housing market is having a real correction and it will be terrible for the real estate industry and for people who are about to sell their home, he added. But it will mean that a new generation of Canadians, we're talking about Canada, is going to be able to afford a place. Uh, and so that's a pretty bold move, he added. Yeah, you know, maybe I, I think that's a good point. You know, yeah. I was saying, you know, I don't think about Canada on a regular basis, you know, but... Our cousin upstairs, you know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but it does illuminate that maybe, you know, our government isn't spending uh, enough. There's not enough attention on oh, home ownership not. and making it affordable for folks. Yeah. The, um, you know, the idea of the roommate nation, the nation of roommates, mm-hmm. it's different when it's something that you've chosen, right? right? I'm a bachelor. You know, I'm gonna save some money. Mm-hmm. But it's different when you're trying to have a family and have children. And And it's one thing when it's, you know, an option versus a necessity. And I think that when it becomes out of necessity, then that's definitely not desirable. Right. Right. Yeah, Shires, it's interesting, man. Um, Yeah, but I'm definitely curious to see what real estate will look like in 2023. Right. I was going to ask you, Shire, you know, a lot of people say, well, what do you guys think? Do you have any projections at all? Or are you just kind of like, I'm going to just wait and see what happens. But what do you think 23 is going to look like for the market? Shire? Do you think the interest rates start to come down a little bit normal during this year or they going to keep um, going up? What you think? I don't, I don't, well, I guess I don't know. I'm not really yeah. sure. Yeah. But I will say that 2024 is an election year. Right. And I don't know that, I don't think the president can really like influence interest rates. Um, but I'm just wondering if they'll if the rates will tick yeah. down, you know, yeah, closer to election time. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think this year, you know, there are other ways to invest. Yeah. Obviously, like in the market, and you know, just that's our yeah our other you know our avenue. Other avenue. Exactly. And so uh, that's just something that I'm that I'm more focused on right now for yeah. this year, and mm-hmm. just trying to maximize my you know 401k contributions and my Roth IRA you know just kind of focusing in on that and we'll just kind of see what the future holds you know the thing about it is that of course I have spreadsheets and Mm -hmm. you know just with different plans and different goals but sometimes the economy will just throw a curveball at you and you just have to be able to adapt Mm -hmm. and not get so discouraged that you say I'm just not going to do anything, you know, right. I'm going to always be doing something, but just, you know, having a mind to just say, it's okay to pivot. Yes. And at the end of the day, I'm just going to make sure that I do my personal best. Love that. Shire. Ain't nothing left to be said after that. I think you dropped the mic on that one. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you enjoyed 
this episode of Black Mary Deathly Podcast. Or if you enjoy, you know, what we do here, do us a huge favor and leave us a five star review to start the new year on whatever platform you're listening. We truly appreciate it. This has been the Black Mary Deathly Podcast, and we're going to holler at y'all on the next one. Happy 2023. Peace. Bye.